Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome everybody to Tilt. It's your first time joining us. Tilt stands for Talking in Lame of Terms. I'm your host, OG, and we're here to give you the who, the what, and the why of the sports world today. First, we're going to start off with a little couple of quick hits. Uh, Supreme Court finally decided that student-athletes should be paid. Long time coming. I still don't see how they're going to manage it. It's going to be like football almost. It's going to be the have and the have-nots. Maybe there's some way they can balance it out, but maybe the Trump appointees learned something from Trump. Money, money, money. <laughs> okay, and second on the list is Shakari Richards, Texas' own, sets the female indoor 100 meters records. How uh, Texas let her get to LSU is beyond me, but congratulations just the same. Uh, Naomi Osaka, the number two tennis player in the world, she withdrew from Wimbledon, one of the biggest tournaments in the country. I really hope she gets the help that she needs. Uh, mental illness is no joke. And uh, with that being said, Serena, it's time to go ahead and get number 24. I mean, you don't know how many, how many more years you have left, but we want to see you get that 24th court because you have been the best tennis player in a long time, and we want to see you break that record. Uh, hopefully you get focused and we can get that done. And then we have my man John Ryan. I hope I'm saying his name correct. Two weeks ago, he was pulled from a golf tournament in which he was up by six strokes because he tested positive for COVID. Well, yesterday, John won the U.S. Open. Hey, everything happens for a reason. Congratulations, John. And last on our quick hits is Simone Biles, won her seventh straight gymnastics title, which is no surprise. But she, once again, as I stated before in the earlier podcast, she's going to be leading the all-black gymnastics team to the Olympics. So, hey, we're rooting for you, Simone. Go out and do your thing. Good stuff. NBA playoffs. They, they haven't disappointed this year. It's been wild. Some, some unexpected things happened, especially in the, uh, the two major series especially with the Clippers and the the Clippers and the Utah Jazz. I couldn't believe it myself. I didn't think that Utah would lose at home. But I also said I didn't think Donovan Mitchell was a was a true number 1 to whereas he could lead a team to the finals. I think I think he needs to be with somebody else. I don't I'm not knocking his talent, but they started coming out with the Dwayne Wade comparisons. And the, the kid's phenomenal, but trust, he's not Dwayne Wade. Not on any day. But, I mean, he did his part. He did his part. It's not his fault Rudy Gobert couldn't guard the pick and roll. So, they tried it, and, and the Clippers team that showed up was the Clipper team that everybody's been waiting to see, with the exception of Kawhi. No Kawhi. No Kawhi, no black hole, no pounding the ball in the ground. They played as a team. I mean, love Kawhi's game, but he's a black hole. You give him the ball, you're not getting it back. The kid, Terrence Mann, I mean, he was a baller when he was at Florida State, but they went 10 deep. So, I mean, you know, he never really got he never really got a chance to show how much of a scorer he is. This kid's playing reactionary basketball right now, and it's just like he's getting it and he's doing it. He's not overthinking it. He's like, what should I do? Should I pass? He's just playing basketball, and it's working out for him. The kid had 39 points Friday night. It was an amazing game, and the Clippers pulled it off. So no more excuses. Feel sorry for Utah. Quinn Snyder is a, is, is a good coach. 
But his and he went to Duke, so he knows what he's doing. But not making an adjustment on the pick and roll, he should have took Gobert out of the game. But it didn't happen that way. And the Clippers had the Clippers basically did what they wanted to do. Paul George stepped up. He was finally playoff P. He wanted to be called. He took my advice. He stopped talking and just played. I'm happy for Paul. Now they're moving on to play Phoenix, who's been to Cinderella so far. Game yesterday, CP3's out because of COVID protocol. But I kept trying to tell people Phoenix was on the upswing before CP3 ever got there. He saw a good situation, and he put himself in it. Monty Williams was his coach before, so they already knew each other. He's like, let me help to put him over the top. Also, because he couldn't go anywhere else, not with that salary. So, good decision on both of their parts. But it's not all about Chris Paul. Because Devin Booker dropped 40 yesterday playing the point guard position. So, everybody that went crazy, oh, Chris Paul should be MVP. No. 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 Chris Paul is a great floor leader. He's going to go down to history. He's one of the best point guards ever. But being a point guard is all about decision making. Chris hasn't made the best decisions in the playoffs. Well, we could talk about him getting hurt, and the shoulder, the knee, whatever. But if you look at him in critical times and playoff situations, this is the best he's ever played because he made a lot of bad decisions with the other teams, with the Clippers, with the Rockets. wasn't all his fault, but we're not ready to shoot him up into the higher echelon of point guards of all time. Isaiah, come, Isaiah Thomas coming out and saying that he was that. CP3 was better than him. Like, Isaiah, stop. Stop. That's not the case. Still not taking away from Chris Paul's greatness, but let's be realistic here. Phoenix is on a mission. They're playing old-school basketball inside out. Everybody else is running up and down the court shooting threes. That's what happens. when you Old school is not always a bad thing. I get ragged on for it all the time, but it's not necessarily a bad thing. Everybody knows their roles on the Phoenix team. So it's not hard to shell the ball or get to their spots or do what they need to do. Devin Booker, he was already on the rise. Been snubbed a couple of times as a shooting guard in the league, but Devin's for real. He's for real. And he showed that yesterday. Nothing, I'm like I said, the OG Chris Paul set him down, and, and he, he knows exactly what it is right now. He knows exactly what he has to do. And then he has Aiton and Bridges to help him. Aiton, I thought was this was maybe a little too big for him. But he's been playing steady basketball, and I have no complaints. The big man is playing big, and I'm happy for him. Bridges, after watching him for a while, he reminds me of a younger Robert. He reminds me of young Robert Ory. He's long. He can defend. When he's on, he's on. And he's just playing great basketball right now. So, so they're going to be a problem for anybody they play. This, this series, I still can't call it because like I said the Clippers have no chemistry they have no yes they beat Utah you're thinking yeah they they uh they did a lot of things right in that game but they still have no chemistry I don't think their roles are defined they don't know who's going to play from night to night it's just come in and do what you can the vets stepped up I haven't seen Patrick Beverly play that well in years in a couple of years He's basically going in the game, playing football with guys. But he stepped up Friday night. I, I haven't seen him that good in a long time. But like I said, the story was Terrence Mann. He did what he was supposed to do, and that let Paul George be playoff P. 
and they took it to them. But that's not necessarily going to work with Phoenix because they actually play defense too. And the running up and down, you miss the shots, they're making you pay. They're making you pay, and that's what it's about. So I, I can't call this series right now. It's still too it's still too new. But like I said, with the vets, Rondo and Boogie Cousins did get in the game. I mean, they made pretty good contributions, but like I said, I, is that going to be enough to beat Phoenix? Because roster-wise, it's not even close. The Clippers have, have a killer roster, even without Kawhi playing. But it's basically the system they're running right now. Phoenix is comfortable in their system, and the Clippers are not. And Talu made some great adjustments, but he's going to have to do that all series. But we're going to see. Now the, the heartbreaking series, the Nets and the Bucks. Everybody knows Kevin Durant is my guy, but he didn't have any help. We get, he gets paid the big bucks to carry the team since they said he couldn't. But what happened to him in game seven was beyond horrible. He had no help, zero help. That's not to take away from Giannis because they've been on Giannis, but Giannis played his game. He played his game in game seven. He didn't care what anybody said, and he just played, and the young man did his thing. I was happy for him. Not happy that he took KD out, but I was happy for him. Because Mr. Durant did his thing. Mr. Durant did his thing again. He gave him every chance to win. And if it wasn't for his big feet, as he said, they would have won that game. But, yeah, it was just a, just a phenomenal game. What went wrong, I was never really a Steve Nash fan, but... That game proved to you why. I don't know why he left Joe Harris in the game for so long. Shamit is clearly playing better. I mean, what he gave up on defense, they could have dealt with. Because Joe Harris didn't do that remarkable job guarding anybody. But he wasn't hitting anything. Shamit coming off the bench, he was hitting threes. James, the young point guard, didn't play, didn't touch the floor in game seven. Also could have, could have used him. I mean, for all the Harden's flopping and flailing around and throwing the ball at the rim, he did give him 20. But, like I said, he's not – half court is not his thing. Running up and down the court, shooting threes, yeah, he's that guy. But the playoffs show once again, he – half court is not, not his thing. And, like, he helped, but he hurt also at the same time. Why Steve Nash was trying to run the offense through James Harden is beyond me. But – People are telling me, oh, he had to do that because he didn't want to make KD tired. KD went the whole way again. Didn't matter. Guys like KD, they're built for this. And I'm not saying Harden didn't take some of the pressure off him to a certain extent. Well, he had to because his supporting cast, his supporting cast did absolutely nothing. And I was worried about this when they traded, when they traded the whole bench for James Harden. This is what I was worried about. Because the bench they traded, they would have beat the Bucks. With Calvert, they would have beat the Bucks. All KD needed was another guy to give him 15 to 20, and they would have been fine. Or if they Spencer Dinwiddie wasn't on the injured list too, it, it wouldn't have been a problem. He wouldn't have had to shoulder as much, much of the load. They didn't have a rim protector. Like I said, Jared Allen's gone. Calvert's gone. When they traded for Harden, I was like, yeah, they're going to do great things if they can all stay healthy. Kyrie gets hurt every year. If I was Durant, I wouldn't be looking to stay there. He had, he can opt out this year. 
not saying I hope he does, but that big three, I don't think it's going to work. I don't think Harden's going to be able to, you know, suppress his ego for that long. I just, I just don't see it. Whether they come back together or not, if they come back together, it's going to be a problem next year, all depending on their health. But, like I said, we're going to see. And Nash inefficiencies to coach the team, that hurt him more than anything. You see how he hugged KD after game six? And he was like, you just saved me. But he couldn't save him two times in a row. It was just, you know, it was just too much. KD put up a, put up a good effort. The part about who's the best player in the world, it shouldn't be, it shouldn't even be a, a question now. KD had a, a tour Achilles when it was in Golden Straight State. At that point in time, he was the best player in the world. He had just come off assassinating LeBron James two times in the finals. And everybody always say, why did I say assassinated? Because that's what he did. Watch the games. Watch, look at LeBron James' eyes when KD skipped up from, from, from 25 feet. Look at LeBron James' eyes. He knew it was over. He knew who that guy is. And I like what Kevin said after the game. There's no more victories. We lost the game. Tell everybody, real ones don't cry over spilled milk. Durant's a real one. It's not crying over spilled milk. It's just the way the cookie crumbles. Like I said, his foot's too big. It's like less than an inch separated him and from, from sending the Bucks home. It was terrible. Ruined my night. But, hey, there's always next year. And the Bucks, like I said, Giannis Middleton stepped up from the mid-range. Uh, Holiday been pretty much missing the whole the whole series, but the, the two crucial times in the game he stepped up. That's what they brought him there for. And, and Giannis making the last shot over KD was like poetic justice. Like I said, they put this young man through the ring. If he can't do this, he can't do that. Well, he just won the series and saved his coach's job. <laughs> saved his coach's job in the process. Yeah, it was a little bit nerve wracking, but you know, KD comes out of this. People still saying they don't want to say he's the best player in the world. Magic Johnson's talking about passing the torch. Well, Magic, got got some information for you. Torch wasn't passed. It was he took it from him in 17. He took it from him. How do you LeBron didn't even make all all NBA. All NBA the year that they didn't make the playoffs with the Lakers. So how does he not the best player in the world? And then the following year, he's the best player in the world. Because Durant got hurt. I mean, does it does it work like that? And whoever these guys are making up the the NBA NBA All First Team, All Second Team, Third Team, where is it in the pantheon of NBA basketball where Kevin Durant is not one of the 15 best players in the world? AD, Donovan Mitchell, really? Jokic won, you know, MVP. But let's be real. He's not the best player in the league, not by a long shot. He got a perfect attendance trophy, and that's what I'm calling it. Not not saying that he's not a, a, a good player. He's a good. He's still not great to me. Let's let him let his career go on a little bit more. If he continues to put up those numbers, yeah, we're going to have to put him in that. But right now, no. No. Okay, then we're going to swing over to the 76ers and the Hawks. I said this series was going to be a street fight, and that's exactly what it was. Except Trey, like I said, if Trey could get John Collins to give him 15, just 15, or get him to show up, they had a shot. And with the Phillies' meltdown and Doc's inability to make 
adjustments, it played right into their hands. And Trey, Trey was awful yesterday. He was awful yesterday, but he didn't quit. Like I said, the body language, the walking around with his head, it was never none of that. He was still like, we can win this thing. And they won it. They won it. And like I said, Doc, people were like, is Doc overrated? Doc's been overrated. He was over, like I said, how can you have the team he had in Boston only win one ring? Now, mind you, Kobe Bryant was on the other side, but still, they had the better team. I mean, if you go position by position, they had the advantage. But like I said, Kobe Bryant is like one in a million, so you can almost give him a pass for that. But this team right here, like I said, Ben Simmons and MB, the process is over. And if they continue it, they need to fire every matter of fact, they need to go upstairs and fire everybody that's still a, that was still a part of the process. Why wouldn't you move Ben Simmons for James Harden? It's ridiculous. What I mean, I just want somebody to tell me why. They're not even on the same level. Ben's not even he he's not even close to Harden. Harden, yeah, Harden plays no defense, but defense wins games in the clutch, but it's not gonna carry a team. I mean, they had Embiid, so they felt like they had somebody that could carry a team. But Simmons, is he a point guard? Is he a power forward? What they need is some professionalism. Embiid is a clown. He'd rather be a celebrity than, than be the star that he is. He, he's a big man. He shouldn't be shooting threes. He need to be on the block. Yeah, you can shoot the threes. That's great. In the clutch, yeah. But be the best big man in the game. Stop all this clowning. Win something first. Win, how about win something? And then you could be a clown all you want. But right now, it's not looking good. You're the biggest baby on the planet. And the, what you did in game six to John Collins when you got up with your hand, you should have been tossed. You should have been tossed. I don't know why you didn't get tossed. They, they tossed Jokic for swiping down. You pushed this guy in the stands. I don't know why you weren't tossed. Ben Simmons, like I said. They need a professional to set these guys down and teach them how to be professionals. Doc played, so I don't know why he didn't pull them in. Well, he doesn't make adjustments, so I guess that's expecting too much of him. They need a professional to come in there. There's no reason Ben Simmons is five, six years in the league and can't shoot a jump. Not that he can't shoot a jump shot, it's that he won't. He's gun shot. That's lazy and unprofessional. They, play, they pay you to play basketball, son. I mean, if you love it, it's great. It's not even like working. So why are you not in the gym putting up at least four or 500 shots a day to get you to where you need to be? Then we wouldn't be having this conversation. Now, granted, I'll give them credit for going up there and, and taking it on the chin. But when you got the other guy saying the reason you lost because you weren't making free throws, you got a problem. That's a problem problem. You know, the best thing you could do right now, I wouldn't run from the situation. But I would see if they, if he wasn't showing me that he was putting in the work to be what they what he's supposed to be, yeah, he'd be out of there. Next thing, smoking. But the only thing is, with his record in the playoffs, who's going to pick him up? I mean, who's going to want that? You don't want a guy that's making 140 million gun shot when it when it counts the most. I mean, what can, what can you say? I kind of feel sorry for the guy, but then I don't. I'm like, you've been in the league too long to not work on your game. And that's what these young guys do. They don't work on their game. I'm not about to get on a soapbox about this new generation and loving the game and, and all of that, but he's a prime example. 
I'm not going to pick on, on him because he's a Canadian. You know, I mean, but they have that blase fair attitude. He has it. Uh, Wiggins for Golden State, he has it. Jamal Murray is a Canadian, but he kind of got a little dog in him. I like that. But he's not what he's supposed to be either. But Ben's need he needs to come off of it. Another one. He's he's like Embiid. He wants being a celebrity is more important to him than his game. They gotta start they gotta start uh sending these guys down to the G League or doing doing something to him, taking money away or whatever the case may be, put these clauses in their contracts. These guys gotta understand that it's a business. And if you don't produce, it's on to the next guy. But I'm sure the summer he's gonna have this summer is probably gonna be his worst summer. And they're probably going to ship him out next year. But he has the blueprint for what he needs to do. The question is, is he going to do it? Well, we'll see. And Seth Curry, <laughs> Seth Curry, yeah, you Steph's little brother, and you lit him up in game six. And uh, you're one of the best shooters in the game also. But you got cooked by Herder. You got cooked. Although MB showed up, Ben Simmons didn't. Your defense, another adjustment Doc didn't make. He should have switched you off of him because he was just pulling up in your face. Nate, Nate McMillan played with a guy out in Seattle named Detlef Shrimp. If you don't know who that is, Google him. He looks just like Herder, and he did the same thing Detlef would have done to you, except Detlef was 6'10". That's, when I saw that yesterday, I just started laughing. That's what that was. But, yeah, Seth, you need to uh, work on your defense a little bit. Your, your, your shot will keep you in the league, but that defense, and Tobias Harris, another one, he, he went missing. <laughs> I don't know if he's in witness protection or not, but the first couple of games he was killing. But at the end, barely knew he was on the court. I mean, the Danny Green, Danny Green being hurt kind of made a little difference too because Danny's he's a clutch player. He's got rings. He's got three rings. And taking him out of the rotation, you know, Probably hurt him a little bit. The the, the kid Maxi came in and he played good, but like I said, he didn't he didn't have that experience that that Green had that that might have pushed him over the edge, that might have helped him when things got tense and the 76ers couldn't score. But yeah, the the Sixers as a whole, uh, I'm sure they don't want to look at any of this film for those last couple of games because like that was horrible in a bottle. It just. Yeah, it just, it just wasn't good basketball. And like I said, it was going to be a street fight. <laughs> Imagine that. Trey, Ice Trey, if you will, won the street fight. I'm, I'm not, I was never big on Trey, Ice Trey, excuse me. I was never big on him, but the moxie he played with the whole time, win or lose, hey, I got to give it to him. But Trey, let me give you some advice. Stop being an ass. You know, win with grace, lose with grace. You could be an ass in an interview or something. Cut it out on the court because you're going to catch a clothesline coming real soon. That's just from an old school guy. I'm just saying. Love what you did. Like I said, Nate being the coach was the best thing that ever happened to you. Because before that, you were shooting 30, 40 times a game, pissing off John Collins, and you weren't winning, and you got your coach fired. Nate told him, hey, you can't shoot that much. And you got to get your guys involved. And he did that. I mean, after Nate set him down a couple of times, he did that. And look where they're at now. Once again, Ice Trey came through in the clutch. There's, there's nothing you can say. That was good basketball. Some of the games, 
you know, but like I said, some of them were just down and out street fights. It was like backyard with your brother, bloody nose, bloody lip, whatever. It was great. Once we get back to real basketball and all of this shooting threes, we'll be fine. But yeah, that was that was a real good series. Now it's going to be the Hawks and the Bucks. Everybody's saying the Bucks to take them out in five. I think it's going to be a little closer than that. I think it's going to go six probably. I think it's going to go six because the Bucks have these lulls in the game where they just can't score, and then the Hawks have these runs that they just can't be stopped. So we're going to see. We're going to see what happens. Uh, it should be. It's not the teams that people wanted to see in the conference finals, but. I think I think everybody will be okay. I think the product will prove itself with them uh, being who they are. And then the next thing I want to talk about is the, the coaching carousel that's going on in the NBA right now. We got a lot of jobs open, a lot of jobs open. Uh, out of all the team, out of the 30 teams, there's only like seven black coaches. And we got like seven job openings right now. We got the Boston job open. We've got Orlando open. The Wizards job is open. The Pelicans job is open. Portland, Dallas, and Indiana. Seven new head coaches. I'm just going to go down the line and tell you who I think is going to get the job. I mean, I could be wrong, but it's just me. I think Boston job, I think Rick Carlisle, he didn't just quit Dallas just out of the blue. I think Carlisle's going back to Boston. If you know his history of Boston, he played with Larry Bird. He's a Celtic. So I think he's going to be the new coach in Boston. Orlando is probably going to be a new guy because the old head is not taking that job. The team's too young. They're not going anywhere in the next two or three years, not unless they strike gold in the the lottery. That remains to be seen. But I think it's going to be a young guy, a nobody nobody's heard of, not nobody currently in the league. I mean, it's in Florida. It's an appealing job, but I don't think too many people are chomping at the bit to get it especially with really no star players. I mean, Anthony Cole, he's a good player right now. He's not a star yet. So we'll see how that plays out. Now, the Wizards, I think they're going to bring Sam Cassell, Sam Cassell from Baltimore. I think Sam's going to get that job. Hopefully he gets, he gets to cut his teeth at home. I think it'll mean a lot to the city. And I think he'll, you know, he'll galvanize. If Russ is still there, he'll get Bradley Beal to be even better. They got Rudy Hatchmer playing the three. I think he'll up his game, you know, and, they, and then they get some draft picks and make some trades. I think Sam would be good for that job. Now, the Pelicans, I also think they're going to have to bring in a younger guy because uh, with the current roster, he pretty much got a bunch of crybabies and non-motivated players. Zion's parents are crying. Ingram smokes too much weed. Uh, you know, they're going to have to hit a younger guy. He's going to have to kowtow and cater to these guys to get him to play. I think Zion's gone no matter what. I mean, everybody comes in the league, wants to be a superstar. But Louisiana, I mean, uh, Louisiana's a great state to live in. You know what I'm saying? The food's great, but it's not the ideal place if you want to be a super, superstar. So I think Zion's gone no matter who the coach is. Brandon Ingram needs to step it up. I mean, they kept comparing him to KD. He doesn't have the motor. He's the second or third option. He's not a number one. When Zion came back, he showed you that Ingram's not a number one. He gets lost in games. I mean, he can put up numbers. I never thought he was going to average over 20 points a game, but that shows you how much I know. But I still said he's not a number one, and and he's not. 
not in a Portland job. I think Chauncey Billups is going to get there. I think he'll be a good fit. I think he'll get Dame to want to stay, and he'll draft somebody that will actually play. Zach Collins, they need to cut him, like, tomorrow. He hasn't played in two years. You can keep Cantor, Nurkic, trade him for somebody, for one of these young these young kids. Try to get uh, Jarrett from, from Cleveland, but they, they got to go. Too many mistakes have been made in the front office, and I think Chauncey, Chauncey will get out there and do a good job. Now, the Dallas Mavericks job, I'm thinking that would be Jason Kidd all day. But I think Jason is waiting for the Lakers to fire Frank Vogel <laughs> so he could get in there. I could be wrong, but don't be surprised if you see Jason Kidd show up in, in Dallas. It's a good fit for him. He's got a house there. Uh, he won a championship there, so they might get the band back together. Him, uh, Jason Terry, Derek is already signed on as their advisor. So don't be surprised if you see Jason Kidd there. Now, Indiana, if it was me, after firing Nate, who's in the conference finals now with talent that's not hurt, if it was me, I'm getting Mark Jackson out the booth. I'm getting my blackballed or not. I'm getting Mark Jackson out of the booth because he played for he played for Indiana. He built, he built the Golden State Warriors. He doesn't get credit for. And it's, it's long overdue. They've got, you know, they got guys want to get traded. Uh, Victor Oladipo, he's out of there. Uh, the young kid, he wants, he wants to leave. Get Mark Jackson there. And despite what people might think or whatever happened out there in Golden State, guys would play for him. Guys would love to play for him. If I'm Indiana, if you want to get back on the map, I'm making that call. No matter what happened with the owner, I'm making that call. Because if you don't get somebody like Mark Jackson, if you try to get Dan Tony or whatever the case may be, you're going to be stuck in a rebuild two to five years. I'm going to get Mark Jackson. I mean, that's my plug for him. He should have been back in the league. Stan Van Gundy got hired two, three times. He's not a good NBA coach. Come on. It's time. He's the Kaepernick of the NBA. It's time to get Mark back in coaching. And I'm all for it. And if Indiana, if you want to do anything, you want to get him back in there. Now we're going to turn our sights to boxing a little bit. Also another one of my favorite sports. I haven't really been uh, <clears throat> keeping up on it lately, but uh, the boogeyman had a fight last week, Devin Haney. If you don't, if you end up boxing, one of the young stars coming up right now is Devin Haney. Devin Haney is the guy that Floyd Mayweather picked to be heir to the throne, not Javante Davis. He picked Devin Haney. But Devin's dad was like, I can't give you my son. So Devin fought Linares uh, like went like 10 days ago, and he dominated the fight for 10 rounds. He got rocked a little bit at the end, and everybody's like, oh, told you he doesn't have a strong chin. He dominated the guy that nobody in the division would fight. He dominated him. But, yeah, you get hit in boxing. He left his chin out there a little too long. He got rocked. He made some savvy moves to make it through the fight. I mean, that's what boxing is. But all of a sudden, people are coming out of the woodwork talking about uh, they're making excuses why not to fight this kid. Devin Haney is the best new superstar in boxing. If you don't believe me, watch him. Like I said, Floyd picked him to be the heir apparent, not Javante Davis. Check him out. Then we got Ryan Garcia, who thinks he's a young Oscar De La Hoya. 
but he is not. Like uh, Devin said, he's got Instagram followers. He doesn't, you know, he has a belt now, but all of a sudden he, the Pacquiao fight fell through. So now he's uh, said he has mental issues. Yeah, he has mental issues because his next fight is going to be the end of his career. When you run your mouth like that and you haven't proven yourself, I'm glad he's actually not fighting Pacquiao because Pacquiao would have killed him. He's not ready for that. He's not ready for the big the big hitters in his, in his division anyway. He's not ready for Jamonta Davis. He doesn't want to fight Haney because he knows what's going to happen. Shakur Stevens is coming up in the rear. He's at 125 right now, but he'll be at 130 probably before the end of the year. He doesn't want that fight either because Shakur is a star in the making. I don't like him better than Haney because if you if you go to YouTube and Devin Haney sparred these guys. He sparred Ron Garcia and Shakur Stevenson when he was 15 and they were 18. And he kicked their ass. So they don't want to fight him. Like I said, boxing is going like it's, it's a merry-go-round right now. It's round and round. I don't want to fight him because of it. I don't want to fight. Somebody fight. And we got to get the Tank. I love Tank. Tank's a good fighter. I mean, Floyd's promoting him like to be the next him or whatever, breaking all his records and all that. <sighs> Stop it. Tank hits hard, either hand. There's nothing special about him. His boxing is okay. Like I said, if you get him past the sixth round, you have a, you got a shot. And he's about to fight Barrios. Barrios is no joke. And he's not going to get him out of there in six rounds. So we're about to find out Saturday how tough, how special Tank is. Because I don't think he's going to win the fight. I seriously don't think he's going to win that fight. Barrios is the real, he's the real deal. If he wins this fight, I'm going to take him more serious. Like I said, I've seen special boxing. Floyd Mayweather special. But I'm old enough to know guys like Sugar Ray Leonard, Marvin Hagler, Thomas Hearns, Mark Breland. Come on. Tank's not special. He's a, hit for, he, he's a, he's a hard hitter. He's, there's nothing special about him. He's got a heart. You know, and he, he's not going to give up, but there's nothing special about him. He's not special like Floyd. He can put on Floyd's gear, wear the belts, whatever. He's not that guy. And like I said, this is going to be one of the best fights of the year. But I think Barrios is going to beat him. Because before he knocked Leo Santa Cruz out, he was getting touched. He was getting touched, and he didn't like it. It's like he went off in a rage, and he caught him with that uppercut. But... Santa Cruz was tagging him. And Barrios is way better than Leo Santa Cruz. And Santa Cruz is no slouch. So, we're going to find out what Tank got in the tank this Saturday. Good luck. Uh, the best fighter in the game, to me, is Terrence Crawford. But his beef with Bob Arum's got him, you know, he's got him on the shelf right now, which is sad. Everybody wants to see the Crawford and Spence fight, but that looks like that's going to be next year. Sometime, depending on what Spence does in his next fight, which is with Pacquiao. Okay, this Manny's retirement tour or whatever, but you could say that. But if you saw what he did to Thurman, uh, it's not going to be that easy. Now, Spence is a fighter. It's going to be a fight. It's, it's going to be very little boxing in this. Errol Spence likes to stand in front of you and beat you up. And that's what he, he's planning to do, the Pac-Man. The Pac but Pac-Man is a fighter. He's going to come at him with, with both barrels. And Earl Spence is my guy. But if you watch the Porter fight, 
If he hadn't knocked got if he hadn't knocked Porter down in like the eleventh round, I think he would have caught an L. The Garcia fight, Spence surprised me after the car wreck. I didn't know how that was gonna go. But he stood in there and he beat Garcia up. Cause that's what Earl Spence does. He he got back refocused. And he pretty much beat Garcia up. Now, man, he's a vet, a savvy vet. Belts in, in eight weight weight divisions. It's not gonna be that easy. He's gonna be in front of him, but it's not he's not gonna be so easy to hit, even at 42 years old. So we're gonna see how that goes. But I'm still picking Spence, but don't be surprised if, if Pacquiao gets him. Hey, stuff. Old dog, new dog. We're going to see what happens. Really don't want to talk about Canelo Alvarez because he's supposed to be the pound-for-pound pound best boxer in the world, but he needs to stop fighting these bums. Come on, he's, he went up in weight, so stop fighting these bums. You don't want to fight Triple G again because, in my opinion, you lost two of those fights. And these guys, you're fighting guys nobody's ever heard of. The fight for you that's out there, that would cement your pound for pound, in my opinion, is Andre Ward. Yes, the retired Andre Ward. But you don't want that fight. You don't want that fight. Andre wants that fight. He won't say it publicly because if Andre gets that fight, he's going to kick your ass. But we know you don't want that fight. But Canelo, like, he, Canelo, he, he's a champion. Don't get me wrong. He, he's a champion. But this this clown show he's been doing lately, fighting these guys, I'm like, come on, they're sparring partners. These guys he's been fighting, fighting lately. So come on, get get the people what they want to see. Everybody wants to say they want it. They doing it for the fans. Do it for the fans. Call out Andre Ward. It'll take a hot two seconds for him to call you back and be like, let's do it. Because he was waiting on you before he retired, but he knew you didn't have the guts to come up there and and, and challenge him. But now you're the man. Challenge him. Get the people what they want. And I also watched uh, Jamel Charlo this weekend. Fighter guy. He's been he's been calling for Canelo. Him and his brother. And uh, Charlo's a good fighter. He's tough. But nothing special. He, he got in there with a journeyman this weekend. And he the journeyman went the whole 12. He even put, put Charlo down. So Jamel, his other brother's cool. He doesn't really get on. Uh social media and talk a lot but Jamel talks like he got like he's got spent status he got dropped he got dropped by a guy that took the fight on short notice and you the champion come on man stop all the talking and get back in the lab because I was not impressed with your performance at all I've seen him fight a couple of times but I wasn't impressed at all you took a lot of punishment for this guy just being a, a journeyman and you being the being the champ he dropped you it was about to drop you again. So I don't think the Charlo brothers, right now, if they fought Canelo, they both lose. I don't think they're not that class of boxer. You know, just because you hang with Earl Spence, it means doesn't mean you got Earl Spence talent. And they don't. They're right here from Houston. I'm not hating. Like I said, I like it. They do a lot for the community. But I mean, it is what it is. Either, either go hard or go home. And he, he went hard. He, he he stood in there. He took it. But to be a champion, yeah. You, you didn't you didn't look like a champion Saturday. Maybe just, just call it ring rust or whatever the case may be. But add Jermaine Chalo, that didn't look good. Let's hope your brother does better in his next bout. Maybe you can come and cheer him on because you stunk up the place. Now the 
the big boys, the heavyweights, the Fury and the Wilder fight, which for some reason is not getting a lot of pub. I don't understand. Wilder's, you know, he's shut off his media because he got beat up the last time. Whether Fury had loaded gloves or not remains to be seen. Nobody knows, but I, I'm, I'm curious to know why nobody checked into it. They had the film with the gloves flip-flopping all over the place, and that doesn't help in the gloves like that. But it's like nobody seems to be really interested in this fight. Uh, like the trilogy, like Fury was trying to fight uh, Joshua. Wilder was like being quiet, but finally when he was like, I thought it was in stone when, when he lost the belt that he was the mandatory next challenger, but it didn't go that way. It got ugly in court. Wilder eventually won, but let's be clear on Wilder. Wilder. He had all the bravado. He's got thunder in both hands, but if it comes down to boxing, Fury's going to beat him again. So his best bet is to catch Fury. That's the only way he's winning this fight, in, in my estimation. He doesn't want to listen to anybody. Mark Breland's one of the best boxers ever. Mark Breland. He's a boxer boxer. You know what I'm saying? A technician. He's trying to teach this Wilder. Wilder's a big lug. He, he can't box. Teddy Atlas was like, yeah, he's a bruiser, but he's not a boxer. He's a fighter. He's got to try to catch Fury with one of those hands. He, he got knockout power in either hand. But he has a problem of tiring himself out. And like I said, the Gypsy King can box. He's the most bad-built boxer I've ever seen in my life. But the Gypsy King can box. Whether they cheated last fight or not, I don't know. But like I said, when it comes down to just straight boxing, Wilder don't have a dog in the race because Fury's going to beat him. But like I said, in that first fight, which I thought the count was too long when Fury was down there because he caught him. He caught him and laid him down. And that's his only hope in this in this fight because there's no way he's going to sit up there and, and technically outbox him. It's not happening. Too, it's too late in his career. I mean, like I said, Floyd offered to help him. But, you know, some people's pride get in the way. Uh, when he was bleeding from the ear in, in the second fight, yeah, your pride, bro. That's, that's, that's why you're at where you're at right now. I mean, it's a toss-up. Like I said, it could go either way. I don't have a dog in a fight. Neither one of them are my choice for heavyweight, but I'm down with the bomb squad, so I hope Wilder, Wilder get him and send the Gypsy King back across the water, but we're going to see what happens. Well, people, that's all I have for today. Next show is probably going to be Wednesday. Like I said, I appreciate all, I appreciate all feedback. Until next time, it's Tilt. This is OG, and I'm out.